Concepts for Living. Welcome to Concepts for Living. Concepts for Living. This service is coming to you from the Chapel of the Anointing. Concepts for Living can change your life today. Hi, and welcome again to Concepts for Living. Biblical principles for contemporary living. You know, there are times when the enemy will come in in such a way that if you're not careful, you can be engulfed in depression. And you can be drawn to the place where you have to make a decision as to how you're going to handle yourself. And then also, you can be assured that the Lord will come at the right time with deliverance for you. And so, the theme that I'm going to be using for this message I'm so glad that trouble don't last always. Stay tuned and be blessed. If I say nothing else today, I want to say, don't be under the disillusion that because you are anointed, you are exempt from trouble. Don't be under the impression that because you serve the living God and because you're walking in righteousness and holiness that you will be exempt from trouble. No. In fact, you might discover that because you are walking right, because you are living right, you will go through some form of of trouble I said trouble there's not always a grin on our face sometimes there's a tear in our eye we can't always be on the mountaintop sometimes we have to make it through the valley place trouble trouble in fact St. Paul when writing to the Corinthians Reminded them of the fact that we are trouble on every side. First Corinthians chapter 4, you may want to consider it for yourself. Verses 8 down through 10. Listen to it. It says, we are trouble on every side, yet not distressed. We are perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Cast down, but not destroyed. Lord, have mercy. Always, he said, bearing about in the body the dying of the Lord Jesus, that the life also of Jesus might be made manifest in our body. In other words, in our very being, we are going through. But as we're going through, we're going through because... It's a part of our experience as we live on this globe and as we serve the living God. Just living right will invite some trouble. And it was so with Hezekiah. Hezekiah was anointed. You couldn't be a king unless you were anointed. But he had trouble. 
And I want you to note that even as he, he was king and having his trouble, he still walked with the Lord. Departed from following, never departed from following him. Read it for yourself. Over in chapter 18 of 2 Kings, you'll see that he not only walked with the Lord, but he walked with determination that the devil would not rob him of what God yes. had promised him. Yes. I want to say something to somebody that's going through right now. You're going through a rough place, painful place, seemed like a lonely place. A hard place. But yet, I want you to know you're in the right place. There's no better place to be than to be in the place of God. Where God has stationed you. Where God has ordained you to be. Yes, and you are anointed. Highlight for me every circumstance that you're facing. Highlight for me every trouble that you're facing. And I will say again, you are anointed. Whatever the devil brings to you, let him know I'm anointed. Whatever you have to face, whatever you have to grind your way through, let him know I'm anointed. I'm bruised and I'm battered, but I'm anointed. Trouble, truly on every side and so you and I will have to appreciate what this word is going to do for the life of somebody who is ready to throw their hands up and somebody who's still questioning whether or not I am saved I mean you know I, I never went through this stuff before I was saved a lot of stuff I'm going through I never seen until I got saved but you know, it's, it's like the devil kind of custom, he, he, he makes custom stuff. He suits it just for you. Because he knows what will move you. He knows what will push your buttons. He knows your journey. He knows your history. He knows who you are. But I wonder if there's somebody who will shout out to the devil this morning, I'm still anointed. I've lived to prove for myself that that old saying we used to have years ago remember this never trouble trouble till trouble troubles you you ever heard that never trouble trouble till trouble troubles you but I found out in my life that I didn't have to trouble trouble and trouble still troubled me Trouble everywhere. If you're saved, you're going to go through trouble. If you're not saved, you're going to go through trouble. We live in a troubling world. On so many different levels. But I'm grateful that I can look in the word of God and find some answers as to how to face my troubles. As to how to go through my troubles. As to how to get victory over my troubles. As to how I can continue on in the midst of my troubles. Now here is Hezekiah, king of Judah. In fact, one of the best kings that Judah has ever had. The writer says that there was no king greater than him before he came. And no king greater than him after he came. 
Are you listening to me? Before and after, he was a man truly after God's own heart who walked in his ways, lived according to his standards and statutes. But in spite of it, there was always that relentless harassing that came from the enemy. I think there's a sense in which you and I ought to be wise enough to know that if there's nothing happening, doesn't mean that nothing will happen. You can go through a period when it looks like you're just riding high. But get ready. Because the enemy will always come to make void what you went through. Come to cause you to realize that may, uh, you know, you, you, you perhaps should not get on your shout too quick. Don't shout yet. Don't, don't shout yet. Because I'm going to level something at you. But somebody needs to, if you got to get a mirror in your own house, just you and your mirror. And just have your church by yourself. Shout unto yourself. Shout so you can get the victory. So when you open your door to come out and face the world, you'll face the world with victory in your spirit. The three points of this message. Number one, the depression. Number two, the decision. Number three, the deliverance. Stay tuned and be equipped and blessed so that you can dress your troubles. God told me what I want you to do is to get somebody back up on their feet. God told me what I want you to do is let them know that I know what's going on. Look at Hezekiah and you'll see that what you're going through is very much like what he was going through. So he needed help. Sometimes we need help from our friends. Other times we need help from the church. Uh-oh. Because the Bible says he went into the house of God. Read it for yourself. It's there. He went into the house of God. Let me tell you something. There's no better time to go to the house of God than when you're in big trouble. We get it mixed up sometimes. We think only the troubleless people should come in. But the troubled people is what the church is here for. Now, when the church is not functioning like it ought to function, and they come, they are worse off than had they stayed away. All right, back off. All right. You remember when Jesus took his disciples and he said, let's go. Took them to a mountain. He was transfigured right in their presence. I mean, they got so turned on. They had so much good church until they were giving some amens and some hallelujahs and some glory to God's. (laughs) They were doing all that. Peter said, oh, let's stay up here. We'll build three tabernacles and just have, just have, just stay here. <laughs> Jesus said, no, we got to go down. And as they were coming down, they met a man. 
That man said, I have a son possessed of demons. And I asked your disciples, watch this, the ones that went up with you. I asked them to minister to him. And they could not. The Bible says, and they could not. Hmm? Read it for yourself. St. Matthew chapter 17. Read it for yourself. Verses 14 down to 21. And you'll say, they did not have the wherewithal to minister to that man's son. So he turns to Jesus and he said, they couldn't do it. Jesus said, bring him here. And you know, he ministered deliverance to him. He asked them, where's your faith? It's possible to have friends and fellowship and no faith. It's possible to have good music and no faith. It's possible to have a well-honed-out program for your churchology. It's possible to give lofty, dynamic sermons. Come on! At the end of the day, the big question is, do you have what is needed? They needed some power. They needed some unction. They needed something to help them to function at the junction. And they needed unction and didn't have it. Jesus said, oh, ye of little faith. Because they asked, how come we couldn't do it? Could the world be facing a church impotent? Is it possible to go through all this with no power? The people come out in sick and go out sick. People come in broken and go out broken. People come in disturbed and leave sometimes more disturbed than when they came in. Come on with me. The church is in the world to help the helpless. So that people might find peace and find joy and find real living and real life in God. They couldn't do it. Oh boy, could that be our case in this 21st century? On this little island? Is it that we got all the other trappings, but do we have the power? We can claim anointing. But do we have the power? See, the anointing is divine energy to do supernatural things. Don't miss that definition. I said the anointing is divine energy to do supernatural things. That means things that not the, uh, the natural cannot handle, we ought to be able to handle. So when people come in broken and wounded, they can leave whole and healed. Very, 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 very quiet. But it's true. They had no power. Let me tell you something. There is a church. Okay, okay. Before Pentecost, there was 
the temple. There was annual festivals, feast of weeks. Feats of tabernacles. Wait, man, come on now. You know, Passover. Pentecost. Good religious stuff. Say amen, somebody. Good religious stuff, but no power. Form, but no fervor. All this religious stuff, ritual, 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 but no power. That's why Jesus said to his disciples, before you leave, before I leave, I want to tell you, go and wait until you will be endued with power from on high. The Bible says they went, they went to the upper room. And they waited on the Lord in prayer. And I always get excited and say, and Peter. (laughs) Even some backsliders slid in. (laughs) And Peter. Peter's there. They all there. Watch this now. And the Bible said Jesus showed himself to them 40 days. Hmm? And after the 40 days, he told them, now go wait up in there. Find a place and stay there until you are endued with power from on high. Until you receive the Holy Ghost power, the promise of God. And they went and they prayed. And when the day of Pentecost had fully come. Oh, Jesus. I'm getting happy myself right now. Had fully come. Not just come, but fully come. Because nothing's going to happen but the Holy Ghost if it's not on time. It had to be 50 days because Pentecost came 50 days after Passover. Tell somebody, I'm in my time. You saw me when I had no power. But now, you're going to see me when Pentecost comes. There's going to be a fresh endowment of power. Well, did you get some help from this message? Does this now fortify you to face whatever trouble comes your way? Knowing that even when depression comes in, and even times when you're going to have to make serious decisions, about your faith and about your convictions, then there are times that we can get ready for celebration because the Lord will come with his wonderful and awesome ways of bringing deliverance. I trust that you've been blessed by this word. Until next time, then I shall come to you with more Concepts for Living. May God bless you and yours. Concepts for Living Concepts for